Hello. Hello. How you doing today? I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing good. How's your week been? Good. It's been good. Productive. <clears throat> very busy. Yeah, it's 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 hot now, so so we definitely head into summer because it's smoking hot outside right now. Yes. You know <laughs> what that means? Yeah, money time. That's right. <laughs> but I say that in the winter time too. I'd like people oh, want to get warm. Oh yeah, I always say I say they want my verses. I say I make money every season now. So <laughs> and that's what it's about. So you've been in the sex trade industry for 10 years. Yeah, probably more since I was eight, right. since I was legal, since I turned 18. Oh my God. So what brought you into to into that uh career? Well, um I was having issues with my mom, of course. What 18-year-old girl doesn't have issues with their mom? Mm-hmm. Um, ended up kind of like getting into it with her and moved to Atlanta with some friends real quick. Mm-hmm. I went down with some friends. Um, mind you, I'm 18 years old. I don't have no mm-hmm. friends. Um, so yeah. I went down and ended up basically, do you want to eat tonight? Do you want to sleep tonight? That's, that's what it was. But mm-hmm. I knew what it was before I went down there. I just didn't know what I was doing. So I needed mm-hmm. proper guidance that I didn't receive. And I ended up in jail. Mm. Okay. Yeah, because I know Atlanta um, it was hot. The cops used to be on that shit in Atlanta. Yeah, an undercover cop got me. There's no entrapment there either, and I don't know if there was then. I mean, I don't know if there is now, but mm-hmm. the cop can literally get their rocks off and, and then yeah. put you in cuffs. Yeah, it was like that in New York also. Um, because, I mean, they, they let the cops get away with a lot when it comes to that, but I think in today, well, now today, because Basically, they can give two shits about y'all right about now. <laughs> yeah. Especially since, as you know, that now that prostitution is basically is not even they're not even going to prosecute prostitutes in Manhattan anymore. Let's see, yeah, that's and that what tells me that one the sex trade is becoming more normalized. And it wouldn't surprise me in the next decade or so they might even either stop prosecuting altogether or just make it legal. That's what they should think, do. Yeah, because I think that's what they're trying to do up in Manhattan with a test run. Right. Yeah, which would help y'all that's out a, a big, whole lot. Yeah, there's a big um, trans community up there, too, that, you know, if things weren't so illegal or shunned or biased that, you know, if that was more accepted, then, you know, they maybe wouldn't have be so many, you know, horror stories about, you know, people getting beat up, jumped or you know hurt so i think that the mm. new york has so that that has a lot to do with it too they and then too, the what, trans community safe yeah and then too also what american government don't want people to know is that all the countries where it's legal the sex trafficking is low and down right you know period but we, we'll talk more about that let me do my um particulars that we can get to this wonderful interview okay miss lady okay all right. Hey, how y'all doing out there? Welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor. You know what Anchor is, the perfect app for you to start your own podcast. So download the app on your phone or go to anchor.fm and do it on your laptop or iPad or, or tablet, whatever device you have. All you got to do is make yourself a profile. You can start podcasting like myself. I am your wonderful host, Kavanaugh, the Southern Champ, a.k.a. The Porn Rap Star. Y'all know the drilly. If you want to see my porn, you want to follow me on social media or check out any of my hot 
new tracks that I got out right now, such as BCB Bebop. Go to allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star to check out the world of the porn rap star. Also, we are sponsored by the Facebook of the LS community. I'm talking about lsworld.com. Go ahead and get yourself a profile and interact with other people in the same kinks as you, as well as find events in your area and parties that you might could attend and get your freak on. So go to lsworld.com today and start your life and journey in the lifestyle. And we're also a proud member of the GW District Black Podcast community, where you have over 15 Black-owned podcasters. We're talking about the Black experience and you get to hear it from people like myself and many others. Also, while you at uh, GW District, you can get some shopping done where you have the opportunity to choose from over a thousand black retailers where you can buy fashion, lingerie, um, beauty products, health products, jewelry, books, wherever you name it, they got it. So go over to shopgwdistrict.com, buy black, support black businesses, build a black economy so that we can create generational wealth for our children. Now I'm about to be quiet. Let this lady introduce herself. Proceed. Um, what's up, world? I am Nikki LaRiche. I am a full-time sex worker, part-time bad bitch. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so like you said, you've been in business 10 years or what have you. So Thanks. tell us the first time you actually took a client, um, tell us it, what that experience was like. It was it was scary. Um, and if I was anybody else, then I probably don't think I would have went through with it. It was mm-hmm. in the hood in Atlanta, in in Duckhead, Buckhead, something like that. Um, but it was you know two guys, and we pulled up to the spot, and the guy was like, you know, the little the the pimp. He was like, you're going to go in here and you're going to give these guys head and I, I got mm-hmm. the money. Mm-hmm. I got your money and, you know, we'll go get something to eat when you're done, blah, blah, blah. Um, mm-hmm. So, but there was no time put on it. There was no rules put on it. There was no boundaries put on it. And when I tell you that those two men fucked my throat for an hour, it was mm-hmm. the worst experience. Like, I, I just felt was so gross. Mm-hmm. But I got in that car. He let me pick the radio station and bought me a Zaxby's meal and I was good to go. Say no more. So, um, like I said, you mentioned that you were with a pimp. Um, what were the advantages of having a pimp and the disadvantages of having one? It was all disadvantages. Okay, explain. Well, the day that we got locked up, you know, he's in a holding cell across the way, and I'm in a holding cell over here. He's motioning to me, like, let me get out, then I'm gonna get you out. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever came for me. Mm. I wasn't yeah. there for t- I wasn't there for two weeks before I got caught up. Mm. That was that was I, I, that was God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, yeah. You're not supposed to do it like this. Yeah. So from that point on, you being independent. Um, and like I said, please explain the differences over the years of how the trade has changed and how you had to adjust to the change. Um, instead of being, um. The new wave, which was was Craigslist, you know, you're you're you know, there wasn't it wasn't overwhelmed back when I started. I had a Metro phone and a Craigslist ad. I was good to go. But that Mm -hmm. thing was ringing, ringing, ringing constantly. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, now there's they've they've took away that they took away back page. But during the time that there was a Craigslist and a back page, um, as well as various other websites, I would always, you know, ask my clients to give me reviews um, so that I could get onto bigger platforms more official mm-hmm. platforms 
that are easier for me that, that I could get paid more, take better clients, lower volume. Mm. Yeah. Cause I remember back page and Craigslist. I, I, I tell people, I said, I, I was dealing with girls that was in the business, the sex trade business when Craigslist was free. You know, and Backpage wasn't even a thought. Like, you might have had probably four girls on Backpage altogether. Mm-hmm. I remember it was Bitcoin on Backpage back when Bit- Bitcoin first hit the scene. They made us buy yeah. Bitcoin to, to post our ads. Yeah, no doubt. So how much traveling did you did you do um, with the escorting? Not a lot. Um, I like to keep things kind of um, close by. That way, mm-hmm. you know, there's always money around me. Yeah, but sure. but the fact that I that I have verifications all over, yeah, I can go anywhere and make money yeah. out. So now, how important is verification when it comes to the escorting world? Um, it's incredibly because you, you this is this is your brand ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're doing it to support a habit or a pimp, if mm-hmm. you're if you're independent in the industry, then you want to make a name for yourself, and your reputation is important. You don't want to mm-hmm. you don't want to you know get a bad rep for burning people or mm-hmm. like not they're they're you know rushing through their their services or whatever so mm-hmm. some you know some people just don't care enough to make sure that they have a good time in order to come back it's all about customer service for me okay most definitely so when you screen your clients what's the thing you look for um that, that, that tells you whether he's worth your time and he's not it's not I, just that he accepts the the, the invitation I make them send a deposit before I even leave my house, before I mm-hmm. even schedule an appointment with them. If they don't mm-hmm. like that, then they don't want to see me. So mm-hmm. if you follow very basic instructions, meeting up with me is easy. If you don't want to pay me, then you're not going to see me. <laughs> now, I know that you run into the guys that complain about the deposit. <laughs> and I always tell girls, I say, it's your rule, it's your business. Don't worry about their feelings. Exactly. You know, period. Can you Can you speak to that? Yes, if they're truly a hobbyist, if they really want to see you, if they're if they're generous and if they're going to be a return client anyway, a fifty dollar deposit is nothing on a three or four hundred dollar session. So mm-hmm. risk fifty when you're going, about to spend three hundred and fifty more. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like you know that much of it shouldn't be an issue. Um, but also, for me to accept in deposits lets me know that they're not the police because the police is not going to send me no money. Hell no. The damn show ain't. The damn show ain't going to send you a picture. So that's my, <laughs> like, yeah, that's my insurance policy. <laughs> if you don't get no. a, yeah, if you don't send me a deposit, you will never see me. Now, you also have now drifted into the adult film side of the business. What made you decide to do that? And how did you start doing that? Um, well, I've always been, you know, into the more dominant side of the industry. Um, Mm. So I had clients request things for me all the time that I was just into. But Mm. um, going digital for me was more out of necessity. Um, Mm. I had just, you know, been released from jail. I did a year bid. Um, Mm. So it was like I had no transportation. I had no job and I needed money. So Mm. I just started, you know got into my computer and was like, okay, so where's the money at? It's in here somewhere and I'm going to get it. And I found mm-hmm. financial domination. And I was like, I've been doing this all my life. Mm-hmm. Um, this is perfect for me. So I just kind of mm-hmm. been rolling with it. 
Okay. And can you please explain to everybody what financial domination is so people can understand what exactly does that mean, what it entails, and what is it? Financial domination is a money fetish. Um, Being a financial dominatrix, I am expect to be catered to. You have something called fence-ups, financial submissives, or pay pigs, Mm -hmm. rather, that um, (laughs) their sex is paying you. They mm-hmm. they don't they don't they don't pay you to to get off. They pay you out of pure just admiration. Mm-hmm. Basically, they're slave. They they their slavery is their money. Yes. As well as their mind. So it's, how me? It's about so power exchange. Yeah. Most times, so the spend subs are, are very alpha in real life. Mm-hmm. So they can take their money and spend it and feel less than. Mm-hmm. And how many, well, I mean, not to get into your business or anything, you ain't got to give me a number, but to ladies that break into it, what's the, what's the things they need to know before they become a financial dom to do it properly? Don't do it to support your life. Don't do it to pay the bills. Don't do it because it's what everybody else is doing. Don't do it if you're not dominant. If you're not dominant, you should not be putting yourself into a, a dominant category. I, mm-hmm. Me personally, I'm a switch, but I'm dominant because I like the whole power. Being a switch gives me more power. Mm-hmm. No, keep, keep expanding on that. <laughs> For me to be a switch, see, I'm more of a switch like at home. Say if I, if I was to be in a relationship with you, I would be submissive to you. Mm-hmm. But as far as any business that I, that I do goes, it's, it's all dominant at this mm-hmm. point. No doubt. So have you pegged any men? Yes. I actually, you know, I just had a prostate massage yesterday. Oh, my God. Please describe the prostate exams, the prostate uh, sessions to uh, to my to my listeners. Well, um, some guys are really ashamed of it. Some guys, you know, don't want to admit that they like it. Um, But there are those that, you know, um, when I show up, this guy was very shy timid it was our first meet i showed up looking mm-hmm. like a million bucks and i really didn't even have to um what but, did you do like a million bucks for all the pictures i've seen but go ahead <laughs> but yeah so it was literally um two minutes just finger play mixed with some sh- simultaneous stroke and it was done <laughs> mm-hmm. and how many of the guys actually want a straight up deal though 85%. Once they, once they, once they open up, once they, once they're like, okay, fuck it. It is what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm putting things in my butt now. They're, they want to put bigger things in their butt. Mm. I've, I've put some pretty large things inside of people. And I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I could imagine just the comedy of this. It, like you take a dude that's like a muscle dude and bodybuilder dude coming in there. Spread eagle, you between these legs, giving him the business with a strap on. <laughs> I love it. It's a power and trip I for me. He's screaming like a little girl. <laughs> it's a power trip for me. Yeah. I re- there's n- like nothing I love more than fucking a grown man in his ass. <laughs> yeah, and girls don't realize that's a money making in the business. Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of girl, a lot of men actually request that. Absolutely. My first pegging session ever, mm-hmm. the first time I ever put on a strap on, it was a black guy. Mm-hmm. And he also, I mean, he wanted to fuck me too. So I was taking escort 
clients at the same time. This is back when I, you know, my, my first pegging session before I ever got into mm-hmm. anything femdom. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he loved it. And he still hits me to this day. And he still wants me to beat up his booty hole. Mm-hmm. But, in, you know, in, in, in the real life, in the streets, he would never say that. But no. that's what you, that's what you pay for when you deal with somebody like me. You, you pay mm-hmm. for the luxury of having it accessible to you. Um, the convenience of not, of it being discreet and it's not, it's no strings attached. So I'm not going to be yeah. pissed off at you if you don't let me beat up your butthole this week. Cause you know, yeah. All because I want is your money anyway. Yeah. Wise man said we pay you to go away. I will stay far away. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, now with the porn, what have you, um, how do you find your male talent and the guys that you shoot with? Because you don't you don't move like a normal porn star would, nor do you shoot with you, you, you gonna come from you like content exchange like a normal porn star would do. Can you explain? Okay, so me being a dominatrix, um the submissives that I usually deal with are white men. Mm. Um they love to be, you know topped in a sense that you know a black man is superior me i'm I'm kind of promiscuous i like to fuck so mm-hmm. you know whenever it is that i do and i and i'm feeling like hitting a record button and it's convenient i hit the record button and i upload the shit um mm-hmm. the cucks love it they uh they they love it so i'm not really sure that's just where it comes from Okay, so so basically, it's like your male talent is just like guys that you know that you that, that you just say like, "Hey, I need you to come over here and fuck me on camera." Up up to this point, yes. Right. So, with that being with that being said, um, base basically, you don't do the traditional content trade share where both parties get. Yeah. What's the advantages of not doing that? And do you think it hurts you that you don't do that business-wise? Yes, it probably does hurt me. Um, mm. But all of my, like I make jack-off instruction videos, coming in mm. instruction videos. So I do all kinds of different content. But mm. I think that that content right there, that's that's really what gets the most, like, like volume traffic for me they love to buy those clips so mm-hmm. i need to be making more of them yeah because i tell girls no matter how many times you're playing the deal though no matter times you fuck yourself with a fuck machine at some point the guy's gonna want to see you fuck a dude and that's just facts <laughs> girls who do it all make the most money that has never changed no matter how much porn has changed so but like i said but with that being said when um when you shoot the scenes, how do you come up with the scenes? What thought process do you use? Because I see that you try to keep variety when you shoot. So where do you, what place do you go to for create for creativity? My own mind. I write a lot. Um, I listen to a lot of music. A lot of times, like, I'll play off of, like, captions. That I'll, I'll get captions from, like, shit that I might hear in a song. And I'll put mm-hmm. my own twist on it. Um mm-hmm. It's because that's one of the hardest things is just coming up with enough, you know, content to get them. I mean, the description to get people in because mm-hmm. viewing your content is one thing. It's really about the, the terminology that you put with it. Yeah. 
Yeah, because actually filming is the easy part. It's the marketing and putting it out there to make people like it is the hard part. Well, that's what I always tell people about the escort industry. Fucking is the easy part. 90% of it is talking. And mm-hmm. I mean, and only 10% of it is going to go through. So be prepared. Oh, yeah. Now, because you basically tap to every spectrum, do you notice that each spec, each part of what you do helps the other? Absolutely. I think that everything that I do helps the world in its entirety, because if people like me weren't around, people would have mm-hmm. to go and release their fantasies on pl- inappropriate mm-hmm. places. And that's how marriages end. That's how mm-hmm. children get abused. Um, I think that if what I do was more accessible and accepted to the public and the community, that there would not be as much sexual trauma in the world. Yeah. So true. So true. And, and it's funny because I tell people an escort is more than just a person that fuck you. She's damn near the psychiatrist. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and that's the thing about being a dom. Um, you know, these guys just want somewhere to feel safe and accepted. Mm-hmm. That's why I do so well with them. Mm-hmm. So, so with a dom, how do you handle your subs? Like they're nothing to me. <laughs> most of the time. Um, Expound. But, Expound. Well, it, it depends, you know, um, I'm a, I'm more of a nurturing dom. I'm, mm-hmm. fe- I'm very affectionate. I'm more into manipulation than I am humiliation or blackmail. Mm-hmm. So me, I might, I might make things sound real, 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 real good. But you know, then when I whack your balls, you're like, Oh, <laughs> I'm expecting that. So, so how did the porn help? You're escorting and vice versa. It lets people know that I'm real and it shows them a preview of what they might be receiving one day. Mm-mm-mm. And which one has made the other increase more? Um, I think that being online helps everything just mm-hmm. you know work better. So domination, I mean, they really one hand watch the other in in that case but i i really don't do a whole lot of escorting so mm-hmm. you have to like if i'm gonna fuck you i'm gonna get paid for it but i mm-hmm. like I, chances are if you're a client like i like you're a client that like i would fuck off gp anyway so those, mm-hmm. that's my favorite it's like people who i would fuck in the street normally anyway that mm-hmm. like to pay me for it that's my thing <laughs> um yeah. so as far as that i do mostly just sessions mm-hmm. So being online, basically, you said uh, being online more has kind of helped you not only increase your money per session, but also probably increase your clientele. Is that safe to say? Absolutely. And, and can you explain how it helped increase your clientele? Um, being being accessible, you know, the more places that you're on, the more likely you are to be picked that day. Um so it's just about being being available to them. If you're if you're if they got to keep scrolling through pages to find you, then chances are you're not going to get that call and you're not going to make that money. But mm-hmm. if you're right there, if you're right there, posted up at the top like you should be, mm-hmm. you're going to get it before anybody else. And once you got it, you should be able to keep that same client. You should they shouldn't have to go nowhere. I don't I, I don't turn and burn anybody. Mm-hmm. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> so. Have, so, like I said, all the kind of you get is basically exclusive. Yeah. Okay. And please speak to 
being a boss and having exclusive content and being an independent, how important it is, and 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 why is that very important in this day and age? The way porn is. Um, from what I understand, you know, porn is a whole lot different than it was ten years ago, mm-hmm. where. You know, 10 years ago, to make it big in the industry, I might have had to go sit on a casting couch and get dogged out about 85 times on camera before ever being noticed in the industry. Mm -hmm. Whereas now I can be an independent clip artist or do online video call sessions or answer the phone. I'm a PSO as well. So my phone stays ringing for money. Like the money is literally chasing me. I don't chase the bag. Y'all, y'all heard that, ladies. The money chases her. That's how it should be. Say no more. <laughs> see, I like you. See, this, see, see, this type of interview. I like. I like to get to the crux of things. Get, get deep. So, in your personal life, we ain't gonna go too deep. What sort of the misconceptions that fans may have, or men that try to date you have, because you a sex worker? That I'm gonna stop doing what I do altogether to be with you. Mm-hmm. Or that all my shit gonna come down off the internet by dealing with you. Mm-hmm. Or that you finna make me a star at all, because I can do that all by myself. Mm-hmm. Or that, you know, I'm just Miss Money Bags. When I got bills just like everybody else. I like to spend money just like everybody else. Am I caked up right now? Maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> there's a lot of there's a there's a lot of, you know animosity that that happens between women in the industry so mm-hmm. and can you speak to that um girls get jealous girls get jealous and they're so thirsty you know they feel like if they're having a bad day that you know they have to poach other people's submissives online or um you know make subliminal posts and, and shit i just can't if it's not about <laughs> money then then i'm not i'm not with the shits i can't even entertain it yeah, because cause I ain't go front. That's one thing I noticed that I can't understand why it's so much competition because too much money out here. Right. See, and... that's that's why I was going back with Craigslist and shit. It's, it, was, it was easier then because you were the exclusivity. Now yeah. it's the other way around where the customer is the exclusivity. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of crazy because like even when I think about back in the day, I told girls there was no such thing as time limit. You you paid for the session. That's it. Whatever the price was. When you're you done, know? you're done. Yeah, you done and you done. Whatever. And you got paid well for that. Then girls came inside. They wanted to be smart and let's do quick visits. Actually, I remember the first girl that actually fucked for 40. It I was down. She started that whole trend. I ain't going to say her name, but she started <laughs> the whole trend. <laughs> That's right. We don't name drop during the day. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I tell everybody, you want me to name drop, you got to pay for it on Patreon, people, on Patreon. But yeah, she th- th- her game was her quick business post, what she was going to do was she said, "We I'll give you head for 40 if you want the pussy $20 more. But what she put was 40 and of course, when girls looked at that, you know what they thought. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to this point. Why did girls pocketbook watch other girls so hard? Well, we look to other girls because we need to see what we should be doing better. Um, Mm -hmm. And sometimes we can't accept that we're not as good as somebody else or as creative as somebody else or as interesting as somebody else. It's a lot of boring bitches online. They have no personality, no character, no morals, no ethic. They don't practice safe kink. 
but they get mm-hmm. fucking paid because they're they're savage and ruthless. Um, mm-hmm. Me, on the other hand, I'm not going to sit here and say I don't need the money that bad because of course I need the money that bad, but it will never cost me my ethics, my code of ethics. Mm-hmm. So, and how important is that? To keep that code of ethics in this business specifically. Well, I mean, when you sell out, you go broke, really. Mm-hmm. So it's it's either you can't have you, you know if if you're if you're going to sell it sell your soul and just become who you're not, then you mm-hmm. might as well just go all the way with it. But mm-hmm. if you if you care about your brand and who you are, then stick to stick to your code. Mm-hmm. True that, true that. So you mentioned a little bit about branding. What do you do to brand yourself and how did you come up with how to brand yourself? Um, well, this started um, back when, see, because I used to use the name Nikki Nova. And apparently mm-hmm. that there's an, a whole star out there named shout out to Nikki Nova. She follows me on Twitter now. That's my girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but she hit me up in my inbox one day and was like, okay, so listen, I don't want to have to get lawyers involved, but you can't use my name anymore. So I had mm-hmm. to start thinking about, okay, well, what the hell am I going to use for my name? LaRiche came to me because it sounded French and rich and I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that started, and, you know, I just took this snowball effect and looked into different marketing techniques and things like that. And I kind of just, I just do what I want and post it. And mm-hmm. if they like it, they like it. If they don't, then fuck them because somebody else will. I am a lot of people's cup of tea. Yes, you are. Actually, you are. It's important <laughs> to not focus on what it is that you don't do. Just be really good at what you do. I see. So, the ask, what is your ethnicity? If you don't I'm mind white. me asking. I'm You're white. white. Yes. Now, I'm going to ask you a question because I got to ask this. Okay. How many people get that wrong? <laughs> um, maybe like... 40 50 percent a lot of people think i'm i'm of latino ethnicity um, yeah or me yeah yeah now how now i know there's an advantage for you how do you take advantage of that advantage i talk a lot of shit with it <laughs> explain um i mean you know it's if, if you know that you're bad yeah you kind of just, you know, show that you're bad. That's see, that I, I just do myself. Yes, I, I see. Because you have a lot of confidence. And that's a good thing. <laughs> now, the other thing to also see that you take pictures, you take professional pictures, you look your best all the time. Please explain how important appearance is, the look, and professional look plays to your business and how it helps you make more money. Um, I would say I'm still kind of even in the middle of the spectrum between just low co- low quality content and professional qu- co- quality content. Um, you know, I do have the equipment to take professional pictures, but I also have a super lit Snapchat premium. So it's kind of like um, the, there's money in every aspect of it. It's just pull as much as you can from where you are. I feel mm-hmm. like if I was more mainstream, like if I was top 10 on ADN, you know, I would probably have a whole lot better pictures, but I mm-hmm. don't take, I don't necessarily take the time to do all that. 
because mm-hmm. I just do whatever I want to do all the time. You know, my, my issue is always, you know, just it's scheduling and routine, you know, wake up at the same time every day and be consistent mm-hmm. in my pattern. I like mm-hmm. to just do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I've always been this way. <laughs> now, you mentioned Avian Stars and you do the webcamming. Um, please explain the work that goes into webcamming. Um, it's a lot. Just me getting ready usually takes a, at least an hour. That's for hair and makeup minimum. Um, I don't do, I don't cam like a lot of people either. I don't have a love device. I don't get on there and show my coochie. I get on there and I talk shit to submissives about their little dicks and about how they'll never amount to what my man can do. And all I want them for is their money. <laughs> So it's a different kind of cam show when you are, you know, when you're a financial dominatrix. Mm. I do a lot of non-nude cam. Oh, and how's that work? Do you think that works better than what the girls doing with the nude? You get more by doing less. You get that you when they come, it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. They're they're done until they're ready to come again. So mm-hmm. the objective is to keep them from doing that and, and pull all you can from them while their dick's still hard. So you get more from keeping the nut from them than you do from actually letting them do what they want to do. Mm. Yeah, see that ladies, you're getting gems here, you're getting knowledge. I hope y'all listening. The ones that don't have to take their clothes off are the best sex workers because they got the best talk game. That was about talk game and personality. You can suck dick great, but if you ain't got personality or talk game, you ain't going to make money in this business no matter how good you fuck. Right, because your all your videos is just going to be the same thing. Sucking dick with no personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I saw you, I, you. I saw some of the videos you, you sent me and yeah, you gets down, boo. You you really gets down uh-huh. and you look damn. Thank no, you. I, I wouldn't mind working with you myself. So um, now I know you're being approached by a lot of, you know, male talent producers, what have you, because you, you're gorgeous. Um, when it comes to, I call it pre-care, the stuff that guys must do to relax the lady, make the girl feel comfortable in the whole night. What are some of the things that guys can do to make you feel comfortable if they're about to shoot with you and before they shoot with you to get the best out of you? Um, I go pretty hard regardless, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I don't know. I like, I like, I like a shit talker. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's, that makes me go harder. Talk shit. Tell me what I won't do and I'll show you how I can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so you're very vocal in your scenes. Absolutely. In your See, I like you already. I can't stand a quiet woman during sex. I can't stand I a quiet man during sex. Morning. There's nothing worse uh, to I, me. I am not quiet. I talk shit. Because <laughs> I want to have fun, you know. So I want you to hear if it's good. I ain't yep. gonna sit there and be quiet. I hate quiet people. Quiet people are boring. So shoot. So, um, good. Like I said, I'm trying to think of more than action. Because <laughs> we did you did hit so much stuff. Um, how did you? Well, you told us how you came up with the name or what have you. Um. What's some of the things that you plan to do in the future in this business? I mean, I want to be a household name. Mm-hmm. So 
I, right now I'm just kind of taking it day by day until the the right thing hits me. Um, I don't I don't do a lot of interviews and stuff like this. I'm not you know partnered with anybody. So anybody that's listening and wants to partner with me, use me for some stuff. I would be more than happy to be sponsored. So, oh, say no more. Yeah. And so so with that being said, what's what you looking for when it comes to that? Like what the personality characteristics they must have to work with you? Are you talking about as far as the analytics of things? Or are you talking about the actual like the the physical labor? Are you All talking about it. okay, All so to make content with me, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to pay me. I get paid to fuck period, this pussy costs. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to come at me on some like, give me, you know, we'll just have both have rights to this little video. No, that's not going to work for me. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's not going to work for me. There has mm-hmm. to be a different, a different kind of agreement involved at this point. Am mm-hmm. I willing to, to collaborate with others in the industry? At some point, I'm sure that I will be right now. Not necessarily. I, I just spend my time, you know, focus on the submissives that I have. Booking, I like to I like to do in real life sessions, and now that things are mm-hmm. opening up, you know, I'll have you know way more. Which way which more is fun. funny. The way that you're moving, believe it or not, is not a bad way of moving. The reason why, because when you actually do collab with a, let's say, a featured male talent, it's going to be a bigger buzz and hit than versus you already been doing it per se, because they haven't seen you do it too tough. Right. Yeah, because sometimes you can't shoot your load the first day. <laughs> that what I was told. Okay. Most definitely. So what's the one thing that you want people to take away from this interview about you? Um, I really don't know to take with me. I mean, take everything that I said because I said a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but no, you can, I, I, you know, I you can always find out more. I got something for you. How important it is for boundaries to be set and for ladies in this business to speak about their boundaries. Can you talk about that on both the porn side as well as the escorting side? It is very important to set boundaries because not only will your finances be hurt if you don't your mental stability will be taxed. And that is the most important thing of all. If your mind is not right, your money will not be right. Mm-hmm. I, that's something that I struggle with sometimes daily. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, if your head is not in the, spa- in, the, in the space to get money, then you're not going to get money. If you wake up to sit today thinking about, shit, I didn't make no- nothing yesterday. Nobody attributed me. Um, and you walk into today with that, then chances are you're not going to get that same yeah, I mean, you're going to get the same results. So just try to wake up every day with the same go-getter energy that you did the day before, even if you didn't make nothing the day before. Because there will be days that you make nothing. There will be days that you make, you do outstanding. Mm. Mm. Most definitely. So, ma'am, you gave me one hell of a good interview. And I am looking to bring you back. Okay. because Part I, two, I, we could talk about BDSM. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, for sure. Because I, I didn't really get into the BDSM, be it that you a female dom, like I wanted to. Yeah. And and the 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 schematics of BDSM, because a lot of females claim to be financial doms and doms and all this, but they don't understand what it is to be that. So yeah. before you go, please explain to people, 
to females what it means to be a female dom and the rules of being a female dom. A lot of these girls, they, they don't know. Okay, first of all, we do not have time to discuss all that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the rules and everything. Yeah. Um, but being a dom is not the product that you put out. Being a mm. dom comes from within. If mm. you if you're truly a dom, getting in these subs heads should not be a problem for you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're truly a dom, the money doesn't even matter to you. If you're truly a dom, all of that will come. Yeah, just keep doming. Yeah, could just to give you a story on my end. One of my pay pigs said, "You just want the money." I said, "This ain't about the money. I want the experience of shitting." Shitting on a dude. Okay. I said, this is what I'm getting out of it. The pain is just a tribute. But yeah. the payoff for me is me making you sit there and eat my shit. And I'm sorry. I want to see that shit. I want to <laughs> laugh. I want to enjoy it. I will get a nut over that. Because now people understand, doms are nut come from mental, yes. not physical. And same thing for subs. That's why I despise doms that do nothing but have sex with their slaves. That ain't what this is about. Well, yeah. They, you know, or or corporal punishment when that's not what they need. They need someone to accept them and, and, and build them up. Mm-hmm. Then they break them down. Yeah. 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 See, that's see, an easy see, way to lose a sub. See, I'm going to, you know something? Me and you going to hook up next week. Let me know your availability. We're going to do a whole episode on this. Okay. For the Smokers Lounge, most definitely. So, please... Tell everybody where they can find you, where okay, they can so, you. Um, the easiest way for you to do this is NikkiLarish.com or go to all my links slash Queen Nikki Larish. If they want to book you, how do they book you? Book Nikki Larish at ProtonMail.com. Email me. See, say no more. I want to say thank you for coming by. Hold up before you go because I got to end out this show. Okay. And um, like I said, I'm looking to bring you back so we can talk some BDSM stuff because I would love to get the perspective of a female dom. And we're going to do it. Y'all hearing this, people, this episode is going to happen probably next week. It's going to be part of next week's lineup because this is something I always wanted to do with discussing, chop it up with a true financial female dom. Not these fake motherfuckers who actually think they know what they're doing. No, people that actually understand this. So y'all get some knowledge. You feel me? So with that being said, life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience? You didn't learn anything. Thank you for coming to the Smokers Lounge, ma'am. Thank you for having me. No doubt. So I'm going to hit you in a little bit for some aftercare, okay? All right, cool.